from in there we are praise God praise the Lord are you glad that you came to church this morning amen how many took a bath Saturday whether you needed it or not we're glad we're glad amen I like the lingering presence of the Lord in the house amen we could certainly go home and say we have been to the house of the Lord but I believe the Lord wants to punctuate something in this house today that you take what you receive you begin to you begin to move in in those areas I don't have a complicated message this morning it's very simple and I believe it will have profound impact upon you if you'll listen and you'll receive it and you'll begin to apply it father thank you for mercy and grace thank you Lord for your abiding presence thank you Lord for the power Lord make us brave enough to believe courageous enough Lord to step out even in the face of fear and do what you've called us to do and believe what you have given to us this morning I want you to look at numbers the 13th chapter and as you turn there we're going to read a number of verses because I want to encapsulate, I want you to grab, I want you to get a sense of the children of Israel in a pivotal point in their history. It was a transitional time, or should have been. The Lord had heard their cries. The Lord had heard their cries. They were tired of the tight-fisted tyranny of the world system and the world ruler, at that time was Pharaoh. He was putting upon them um, a, such a tyrannical control, giving them greater pressures than they'd ever felt before. And the Lord came along and, and ro- raised up a deliverer to bring them out of that bondage and through miraculous signs and wonders he demonstrated his authority over the world then it was the blood of the lamb brought deliverance to the children of israel anybody been delivered by the blood of the lamb and now it's they have made a wilderness wandering and they're getting ready to step into the place of promise they're getting ready to step in and step over they come out of bondage, they made their way through the wilderness, and now they're getting ready to go into the place of promise. The land that flows with milk and honey. The place where God had destined and designed and desired for them to live. He didn't de- design for them to live in subjugation to the world system. He didn't design for them to waste away in a wilderness. He had a place of promise. Divinely designed, I believe with all of my heart, it matters not if you're an old gray head like me. It doesn't matter if you're a youth this morning. God has a plan and a purpose. He's not quite finished with you yet. He's got a purpose for you. And I say that teasingly about the gray heads because I am one. I have found that the Lord, he doesn't demote as we get older in the Lord. He, he begins to promote. 
He brings us up into those places. We're free from, you know, we don't have those three, four, five kids nipping at our heels every day of our life. Amen? You know, we get to bring them in, we get to enjoy them, and we get to send them home. We don't have the energy to do that anymore. <laughs> but the Lord gives us opportunities, but now we can begin to intercede and call out on his behalf for those generations that are coming. So now they're at a pivotal point. There's a place. Some of you in this house today, you have received. There has been deliverance. You have made your way out of bondage, and now it's time that you step on in. Don't wait another 40 years. Don't wait another 50 years. Don't wait until the train has already departed from the station. It's time to get on board and just keep going. Amen? Just keep putting one foot in front of the other and just keep on moving forward in the things of God. They're there, and they send spies into the land. Go check it out. Let's get some routes. Let's get some plans in place. Let's see if this thing is what God says it is. Just go and spy out the land. I believe there's been some spying out in the land. I believe there's some spies in the land at the day of Azusa Street. I believe there's some spies in the land at Brownsville Assembly of God in Pensacola, Florida. I believe there's been some spying in the land. But let me tell you, it's time we move on in. So let's look here. They've got the opportunity. It's a pivotal point, just like it is for the church right now. And they returned, and they came back from the spying. One, one member from each tribe went in. They returned and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the assemblies of the children of Israel, to the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh, and brought back word to them and to the entire assembly. Notice this, they showed them the fruits. They reported to them in verse 27 of 13 and, and 26, now we're in 27. They reported to them and said, We came to the land where you sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. However, 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 the people are strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are fortified very great. And also, we saw the sons of the children of Anak there. There's giants there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Gib, the, the Hittites and the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, the Canaanites dwell by the sea, by the edge of the Jordan. Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once. Let us go up at once and to possess it. For we are able to overcome. But the men went up with him and said, We are not able to go up against the people because they are stronger than we. They gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is the land that devours its inhabitants. All the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come from the giants. And in our eyes, we are like grasshoppers, insects. So we are in their eyes. Chapter 14. And the whole assembly lifted up their voice in the cry of the people who wept that night. All the children of Israel grumbled, grumbled, complained, against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole assembly said to them, Oh, that we had died in the land of Egypt. They're afraid of death, but they want to go back and die in Egypt. 
Oh, that we died in the wilderness. It's, it's kind of a controlled fear. They're, they're afraid of dying, but they'd rather die in Egypt or they'd rather die in the wilderness. I want to control my, 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 my death. I don't want somebody else to control my death. I would rather die than face my fears. Do you hear it? I'd rather die than face my fear. Why has the Lord brought us up to the land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should become prey? Oh, they get all noble now. Is it not better for us to return? Let's go back. Let's just go back. And they said to one another, I'll tell you what, let us select a leader and let, them, let us return to Egypt. I don't know about you, but I don't want to lead that posse. I don't want to be, don't, don't, don't throw my name in that hat. We need a leader. Let's go call Mike Sanders. We'll go right back to bondage. No, no, I don't want any part of that. The Moses and Aaron fell upon their face before all the congregation of the assembly. Thank God for the priestly intercession. Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, from the ones who explored the land, or two that went in, they explored the land. They tore their clothes in anguish. And they spoke to all the assembly of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to explore, it's a very, very good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land, give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, because they are bread for us. You see that giant right there? That giant of fear? Let me tell you, that's my nourishment, and I'm hungry. That's what Caleb was saying. Mm. Their defenses, their defense is gone. Don't matter how big and how ugly and how ferocious and how vocal they are, their defense is gone from them, but the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. But all the assembly said, Stone them with stones. It's funny how when the Word of God and the Word of Prophecy bucks up against your box of beliefs, you'd rather kill the prophet than to face your fear. Letting that rest. And the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting before all the children of Israel. Oh, Lord, let the glory of the Lord appear in the tent before all the children of, of, of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will this people disgrace me? And how long will they not believe me? In spite of all the signs which I have done for them. Now, if you missed the revival services last weekend, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those messages. Because it wasn't just a package of canned sermons that a minister brought in and shared these wonderful thoughts. It was absolutely strategic. It was purposeful and intentional. 
and God spoke to this house and now we're starting to see the the results of that because the glory of the Lord is destined for this place and for your life and for your home and for your business and for where you're at the struggle that you're in right now is not going to compare to the glory that God is pouring into that place uh, stop fretting and stop worrying over the report of the enemy the report of the doctor God is on your side and if God before you then let me ask you who and what can be against you but see, the greatest challenge we face is not Pharaoh, it is not the, uh, the suffering in the wilderness, it's not the giants in our land. Our greatest struggle today, church, is whether or not we will personally believe what God has said about us. Now listen to this, because this is, here's the thing that we need to understand. Simple truth. I can know where I am going by what I am saying. I'm going to have to wind this sucker up to get to that back row. <laughs> Don't make me throw this shoulder out. Carly, give me, Charlie, give me a witness up there so I don't have to throw it. Thank you, Charlie. I can know where I am going by the words that I am saying. I can know it. I can know it. Now hear me. God has not made you the police over my words. Let me go as far to say you got enough in your own yard to worry about than worry about me. You don't say it that way. That's not right, preacher. That's not faith. No, you're not the police, okay? Guard your yard. Guard your yard. If you just do it this way, that's the way my daddy did it. It's the way my mother did it. <laughs> you know it's true. Don't speak that fear. Leave me alone. Police your own words. If you see something in someone else, then pray for them. Amen? I don't know why I'm going here, because I believe we need to go here. Let me, I'm going to throw a little, another little nugget out to, to you, because this is the way I believe the Holy Spirit is going to teach us in the moments. If you have a dream or a word for someone else, don't force it down their throat. In fact, you need to check it, and if you're going to line it to Scripture, it says to bring those things out and let the body judge. But what I have found to be true in my own life, where people come to give me words, dreams, and they may have had these dreams, if you don't have some resolve from the Lord, don't share that with me. Come on. I've had people tell me I'm going to drop over with a heart attack. I've had people tell me that gloom and despair is coming my way. Let me tell you, if you don't have some resolve and it doesn't bring pre peace to your heart, don't be throwing that stuff in my yard. It don't belong to me. I don't receive it. The only time I have ever given a people a word of warning is when they were outside a covenant with God and God revealed to me that those persons were in danger, and sure enough, they were in danger. But as children of God, you're not there to police, and we need to put some parameters, and we will not in this house, we will not force you beyond your will. 
This is not a cult. This is a church following after God. We believe in healing. We believe in prayer. We believe in the anointing. We believe in the fire of God. We believe in the, uh, in the power of God. But we don't believe faking it till you make it. And we're not going to force you beyond your will. And if we share something with you, we're going to give you the liberty and the freedom to say no. In fact, if you're called to an area where the Spirit of the Lord is leading you in certain areas, I don't even know why I'm doing this. It's not even close to my message today. But children of God, we've got to learn to walk and be guided by the Spirit of the Lord. Stop forcing your will on others so that you can be validated as a spiritual person. Give that person the ability to say, no, I don't bear witness with that. Put it on the shelf. Leave it for another day. I give you the license right now. If I say something over you and it doesn't bear witness with your spirit, then say, no, that's not, I don't, I don't get it. No, no. Amen? Because this is the all-inclusive truth. <laughs> he is the one who declares. <laughs> Let's get back to the message this morning. I know where I am going by what I'm saying. Israel was faced with their fear. And we're, we're quick to throw rocks at them. Damn sorry, no goods. What in the world? Why in the world wouldn't they just go on in? They've seen all the signs and wonders and miracles, and God moved upon them and turned the water into, uh, into blood, and he, 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 he delivered them with a great deliverance, and, and now he's brought them up, fed them with manna from heaven, and he watered from a rock, and they ate the quail that blew in in the afternoon, and oh my Lord, why in the world won't they believe they're so hard-headed? I don't know. Go figure those things out yourself. <laughs> but see, you can know where you're going by what you're saying. You can know where you're going by what you're saying. Left, and they said to one another, let us select a leader and let's return to the place that we came out of. Let's go back to the place that we cried out to God to deliver us from. Let's go back to the place where we said, oh Lord, I'd rather die than stay here. Oh Lord God, I can't take any more of the enemy. Lord God, I can't take no more of the shame. Lord, I can't take no more of the pain. Lord, I just don't want to live in this place anymore. I'm tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Lord, I just want you to deliver me. I just want you to set me free. I just want you to take me out of this, of this oppression. Lord, I want you to take me out of this depression. Lord, I want to get out of this place that I'm at. Lord, deliver me. And he delivers you. And the first sign where now you have to face yourself, you start the twist-off talk. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The twist-off talk. Had a good friend, her trigger was Hank Williams Jr. 
Somebody like that. <laughs> Start playing that old reminiscent music. <laughs> you want to dance with this tune? Good times. Oh, I had it better back there. Oh, the world just didn't treat me like the church does. Oh, I just, oh, if I just had one drink, just one little taste, one little sip, one little, you know, it just quenched my thirst. And wait a minute, that didn't quench. Let me get another one. Let me get something stronger. Hey, I may need to smoke that in order to get really where I need to be. What is that? That's twist off talk. You're getting ready to twist off. Oh, it's her fault, his fault, their fault. Somebody is to blame. What is that? That's twist-off talk. That's not destiny talk. It's twist-off talk. I'm getting ready to make an exit. Back to the place of bondage. The Lord challenges you and says, I've called you into an area of ministry. You are a censor. You are a priest. You are called God. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I can't do that. Can't do that. I'm, 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 I can't. I can't face my fears. I can't build relationships. I can't. I can't operate in those areas. I, I can't do what they do. I can't be what they are. I can't do those things. Well, you're only half right. No, you cannot. But He that lives in you is greater than what you are facing. And yes, in Him you can do all things. I can know where I'm going. And what I'm saying. I can know the direction I'm headed of what I'm saying. My mouth will eventually reveal my heart. We have some police detectives in this house today. And I, I didn't go to any kind of school to find this out. I've just watched a lot of TV. <laughs> they bring them in and they put that light in that chair. And all they're seeing is that light. And they're asking them the same questions over and over and over and over again. You've seen the episodes. You know what I'm talking about. They just get, why do they keep asking them the same question? Because if it's the truth, it'll remain the same. But if there's something con contrary to the truth, it'll eventually come out of their mouth because it's in their heart. Sometimes we face circumstances and we keep asking the same question, the same question, the same question over and over and over again uh, by the circumstance. Uh, and we got to get to the place where now all of a sudden we give the same answer. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Now the life that I live uh, is by the faith uh, of the one who sacrificed himself for me and the one who loves me. Come on. Come on. Because that's the truth. Uh, I can know where I'm going by what I am saying. I need four more hours. Will you give me 15 minutes? <laughs> Out of the good treasure of a man's heart, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. Now let's clarify good right here. Jesus said, why do you call me good? There's no one good but God. 
Whatever good I have in me is the good God has given me. Whatever righteousness I have in me is the righteousness that he put in me. I am who he says I am. I am who he says I am. Out of the good treasure, you know what the word treasure means? It means a storehouse. It means a, a, a place, a, um, a, a coffer, a receptacle. It's where you keep your treasures hidden. You know what that word is? And uh, Actually, it's thesaurus. The, thesaurus. Isn't that cool? Treasure means for thesaurus. In other words, it's, it's, it's where we keep our storehouse. And a man who understands his goodness comes from God and his life is committed to the Lord. Whenever he, out of that goodness in his heart, wherever he faces life, that's what comes out of him. That's what comes out of him. And an evil man, in the, in the recesses of his heart, the reason why those things come out is because his treasure chest, his hope chest, his storehouse... It's filled with something deep down in his core, and that comes out of his mouth. And if there are doors, like I talked about, in my life that are open, that keeps allowing the enemy to come in, the Lord will continue to strategically position me in circumstances, and he will, he will stage a conflict to show me the door that is left open. So that I can close that door through the power. He's not going to close it for me. He's given me the right over my own house, but he has given me the authority to close that door. Now, that door may not be sinister in its approach. In fact, sometimes we redefine those doors as something that they're really not. We, do, we, we, we call insecurity the new humility. No, it's just negative pride. It's saying God didn't do enough to get what I needed enough to have me whole all over again. Let me tell you, insecurity is a danger to your destiny. It's a danger to your destiny. Would you need other people to validate you? You're not living in an image of God. If you look into someone else to feel what only God can feel in your life, then you are not living in a place where the treasure is stored up in heaven and not on earth. You are living in a place where you're being validated by others' opinion of you. And it comes out in your talk. And you can know... Not only where you're going, but where you're not going. Keep going to the place of promise. Turn back to God. We're obviously not going to get through this. We're in the 50s now. We're rocking. No, I'm just kidding. I'm trying to think where. I'm just waiting on the Lord. Sometimes I get a little fidgety when I'm waiting on God. Let's do something to wait. I can know where I'm going by what I'm saying. I can know where I'm going by what I'm saying about God. Hmm. Well, I would never, ever, never, 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 ever, never, never, ever say anything bad about God. Really? Let's explore that. <laughs> let's, let's just take a minute. And why has the Lord brought to us to this place? 
to fall by the sword, to kill our wives and children should become prey. Is it not better we just go back? We just go back. Let's just go back. Young people hear me that came. Oh, what a beautiful thing. Young people just being sensitive to the Lord and just coming to God and saying, God, just, just, just come into the presence of the Lord. Thank God for the elders that came down and just individuals that come and respond to God and say, God, I, I can't do this anymore. I just need you. But see, your next step is this. It comes out of your mouth because it's evidence in your heart. What are you saying about God? This came upon me, this circumstance came upon me because God does not like me. All of this has happened to me because the Lord has it in for me. The Lord loves me if I do right, but if I do wrong, God hates me. Let me tell you, I've got grandbabies, and that doesn't compute. I love them if I'm spanking their little hides or if I'm not. In fact, Mark and I have just found out he got fired from being a pops the other day. I got fired yesterday. I don't even know what I did. I just got fired. My three-year-old said, pops, you're fired. I'm like, well, get your own yogurt. No, I didn't. Any pops in the house have been fired? I'm, I'm going to the, the pops unemployment line. You see me on the street corner, I'm going to have pops for hire right here. <laughs> she got over it after we got to getting goofy because she set me up for a fall. She said, I guess because her mama told her not to do it, we're in the kitchen by ourselves, and she said, pops, blow in this straw of orange juice. So the cup is sealed. Found out something. Well, I said, sure, we'll make some bubbles. No. You feel me, my three-year-old is smarter than me. I guess that's why I got fired. I'm blowing that straw. That air didn't stay in there. It blew back up into my nose. All over my face. And I guess I was back on the payroll because she laughed and laughed and laughed. And I thought, well, you like this? Let me show you some more tricks. So I went and got a straw and a bottle of water, and I started blowing in it. And just but Every time I blow the water up in my face, she would laugh and laugh and laugh. So pops hear me this morning. If you get fired, get you a bottle of water and a straw. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Confess your faults one to another that you might be healed. Oh, taste and see. The Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Every good gift and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation. No shadow of turning. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. 
how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I can know where I'm going in my Christian walk by what I'm saying about my Father. Am I defaming him in my heart? Am I projecting that on other people? Am I projecting my rejection on other people? Your earthly father may have hurt you. Your earthly mother may have hurt you. People will certainly disappoint you. But your heavenly father will never. He's always the same yesterday, today, and forever. We'll pick this back up next week, but I've got to share this with you. It's one last thought. I can know where I'm headed by what I'm saying. I can know where I'm headed by what I'm saying about the Father. And I can know where I'm saying by what I'm saying to myself. Love that message that Dean Love preached. I am John. I am Jesus. No, Juan. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, we'll clear that up later. They asked John, who are you? Let me say this morning. Hear me, especially those that responded today. What you say about God, what you say about yourself, will determine your level of victory and where you'll end up in God. What am I saying about myself? Do, what do I say about my worth? What do I say about who I am? It needs to align with what God says about me. It needs to align with what he said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He said that no weapon formed against me will prosper. He said, uh, I, I can abide under the shadow of the Most High. I can rest in His presence. The Lord has taken that yoke of bondage off of me. The Lord has destined. He has called me. We need to know the thoughts that he has toward us, even in the midst of the crisis and the circumstance. And it's not for destruction, but it is to give us a hope and an expected end. Amen. What are you saying about yourself? This defamation of the individual that lives inside of your heart, that inner person that you keep tearing down day in and day out and beating to death over the mistakes you have made is not going to get you to where God has called you to. And it's not a matter of getting to the destiny to say, look, I have arrived. Validate. I've been validated. I've been vindicated. I could care less. If people remember my name. But what I want is to bring honor and glory to my Lord. And I want them to remember him. But see, in our defamation of ourselves, you understand what I mean by that? You keep tearing yourself down. You keep rehearsing where you came from instead of where God has called you to go. You keep telling yourself that you're worthless and no good because that was what was spoken over you. 
Let me tell you, if you're here today, if you're sitting in this room right now, you are destined by God to live with Him in promise. You're destined by God. Well, you don't understand. My mom and daddy told me I was a mistake. You might have been their mistake, but you are divinely purposed to be here. Amen. And I just love the fact that the Lord takes mistakes, and that's where he begins to operate and to move in areas in our life. It doesn't matter how many times I've been told I can't, I won't, and I will never. There is something that rises up in a child of God that says, well, let me show you what the Lord will do. Let me just declare to you, my righteousness is not in me. Oh, Saul, take back your armor. I'm not going to go and face the giants down in my own strength. I am David, Dahavid. I am the beloved. I'm loved of God. I I love that worship course I, I, because of the love of God. It's the love of God, church, that we go out. That's my identity. That's your identity. And his love will never fail. Never, ever, ever, ever fail. He didn't save you because you're good enough. Don't read me your resume. Don't tell me all the things you've done for God. Begin to tell me what God has done for you. You don't, you don't go out and try to achieve your identity. You just receive it. I, I'm a child of God. He loves me. His arms are open wide. He waits at the door. He was longing for me to come in. He purposed and strategically aligned. Oh, he did not want me to suffer the pain and the shame and the regret, but he wasn't afraid of it. He's not afraid of my past. He's not afraid of my physical abuse. He's not afraid of my mental abuse. He wasn't afraid of the sexual abuse that I went through. He's not afraid of that, nor is he afraid to share it with anybody else. He said, oh, no, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to make him an eye of fire and I'm going to burn through him and I'm going to allow the glory of God oh Lord what about my mistakes and the lives that I hurt and the people I crushed it's alright son I'm going to bring that about I'm going to put I'm going to cause your life to be a, not just a hindrance to somebody else I'm going to cause it to be a healing suturing I got all this stuff what balm of Gilead thank you healing. I got wrapped up. I was in the surgical room looking at a patient and their guts are all laying out on the table and the Holy Spirit's putting them all back together again. And he's saying, let me tell you, I'm going to put their heart where it needs to be. I'm going to put their liver where it needs to be. I'm going to put their stomach back in place. I'm going to fix them all up, put some air in their lungs, and then I'm going to use, I'm using you. Hear me, church. It's not me. It's you. You're the church. You're the hands extended. He's using you. You're suturing. You're sewing up. You're putting back. You are restoring those lives. Why would you deny someone else from receiving what you receive because you are insecure? Huh? Is it a worth issue? You can work all your life and you'll never be worthy enough. But if you take your worth from him, just receive it. I'm worthy because he says I'm worthy. I'm worthy because of blood he paid for my sins. I'm righteous because he said I am. 
Now, we may not always know the source. Pastor Ryan, now I'm not calling you out, but I was going, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to Crystal. These folks have had three water leaks in their house in the last two months. God's not mad at you. It's the devil fighting against you. He's an aggravator. He's, a, he's an aggravator. I declare those pops are fixed. <laughs> that might not mean nothing to you, but you get up on the a, on a morning after you think you've already fixed it, and there it is again. You're thinking, where is this coming from? From the pit of hell. See, sometimes in your life, things come into your life you're thinking, man, I don't know where this is coming from. What do you do? You call the Holy Spirit out, and he comes, and he searches, and when he fixes it, he fixes it. Amen? It's just like a, it's, it's a guarantee. This is done. Oh, shouldn't let me off preaching. Okay, I'm closing. Worship team is on their way up right now. This will give you some relief and hope that I'm actually going to quit. I just believe it's so vitally important for you to know this message. No man should be able to stand before you. No one else is in control of your destiny. Stop looking for other people to vindicate and to validate you. Go to the Lord and ask the Lord to show you the way. Will he use people? Yes, he will. But let me tell you, what I'm saying, what's coming out of my mouth, is the indicator as to where I'm headed. What I'm saying about God will determine where I will end up. What I'm saying about myself will cause me to step into the place of promise or stay into the wilderness until I perish. They came back and said, everything God said is true. All the fruit is here. All the joy is here. Young people, you've come out. It's time to close the doors. Old people, you've come out. It's time to close the doors. Close the door to the enemy and open the door to God. And let the Lord protect you in the midst of the storm. See, because the victory that we have is the same victory you have. It's Jesus. Father, we don't want to have twist-off talk anymore. We don't want to talk about the things that were spoken over us, the continual crutch. But Lord, we declare the word of the Lord. And Lord, I know circumstance after circumstance after circumstance, there's many times the same voice that's coming out of that. But Lord, we are going to continue to declare the truth. We're going to say what you say about us. And nobody's getting up right now. But I want to ask you to do this. If you're in this house today and you have struggled in this area and you've recognized that you're, the voices that you've been listening to are not the voice of God, maybe it's your own voice, but you have determined 
I'm changing my destructive talk to destiny talk. If that's you right now, just stand up right there where you're at. Just stand up right there where you're at. No more of this twist-off talk. No more of this problem professing. Promise professing is where we're going. Father, you see these hearts, you see these lives, you see these individuals, Lord, right now. Now lift your hands to the Lord all across this, but come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We magnify your name, O oh God. We glorify you, Lord, today. Lord, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be pleasing in your sight, O oh God. Lord, we ask today, Almighty God, that you would set a guard over our hearts, Lord. Lord, you said be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer with supplication, let our requests be made known to you. Lord God, you said with thanksgiving, Lord God, we bring our, 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 our request to you. And Lord, you promise, Lord God, in your word that the peace of God that surpass all understanding will guard our heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Lord, we trust you, Lord God. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Our God, we trust in you, Lord God, that you saw something that we will never see in ourselves until uh, we continue, Lord God, to walk uh, and to search uh, and to discover, Lord God, uh, the image of who we really are in you. Now, Lord, I pray that he will change the conversation. That, Lord God, it will take it, Lord God, from an alienated mind to a line mind, Lord. And that we will walk, God, and our self-talk will be pleasing to you because it will be spirit talk, Lord. Now put your hands down and everybody in here stand up and look at me. The last point of this message is this, and maybe I'll get back to this. I can know where I'm going by what I'm saying about God. I can know where I'm going by what I say about myself. And I can know where I'm going by what I say about others. We'll get into that next week. Let that germinate in your spirit. I profess that you are fearfully and wonderfully made of God and that you are, the, you are the very apple of his eye, that God loves you and he gave himself for you. Amen? Are you glad you came to the Lord's house today? Praise God. Tonight, voting members... We're going to meet here at 5 o'clock. Be sure to be here so we can conduct business, so we can uh, establish a quorum and get the reports of this last year. There are three elections, or two elections, uh, oh, three elections tonight, uh, affirming our secretary, and then there are two board positions that are open. The names of those that are running there are Bill Ewing, Scott Smith, Scott Smith. <laughs> Scott Smith, what in the world? John Smith and Chris Strawn. Uh, also, next Saturday morning, 8 o'clock, will be men's prayer breakfast. And so that'll be in place of our 714 Saturday morning prayer. So men, come on out. Uh, Clint's got a, a lot of exciting things to share with you. We've got men's retreat coming up. And so come on out and be a part of that. And then we have a week from Tuesday, not this Tuesday, a week from Tuesday, we'll be hosting again the North Texas Food Bank. And so, as always, we need your help. I'm going to ask Pastor Angel to come and dismiss us in prayer today. I want to say welcome to all of our guests today. If you haven't filled out a card, if you would like to, please take a moment to fill out a Connect card you'll find in front of you. We've got a gift for you if you haven't already received it. God bless you today.
Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for this service. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone. Well,